0: When you are saying what your needs are, uh, maybe have a list or a mental list of okay. So if I am physical touch, what are my things that I actually do need a lot of to make sure I am feeling loved in this relationship? Because I'm not going. They're not going to be able to guess what my needs are unless I tell them. Yeah. Like you said, open and honest communication. And
1: so- Hello, dear friends. Welcome to Master the Art of Graceful Living podcast home base for all those who are craving to live purposefully, love fiercely, and build intimate relationship with the truth of their hearts. I believe that the quality of our lives depends on the quality of our relationships. First of all, with self, then others, and all areas of our lives. Here, we dive deep and share with you ideas and tools on how to build healthy, juicy, graceful relationships, fall in love with self and your life, and expand your capacity to receive abundance and pleasure. It's time to live your greatness. Yeah, I'm very happy that we connected finally and we can uh, record this podcast. Yeah. And I saw your Instagram account and uh, I really enjoyed the love. Uh, the work that you're doing it feels very authentic to me your messages so yeah thank, oh, you, thank
0: you so much cheers,
1: cheers. yeah <laughs> um
0: when I came across <laughs> your profile I absolutely loved it in the sense like I said before uh your terms of spirituality and sexuality and love how it all connects I think it's a yeah. very huge key factor that a lot of people don't access enough
1: yeah yeah life. because it's it's yeah. all so connected I think in all areas in love and uh, love and spirituality it's uh, yeah like it's it's almost
0: like a string theory you know you pull out one string all other strings are going to come with it
1: yeah 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 and for our audience today we want to discuss the topic of uh, different ways how we can communicate uh, love in mm-hmm. intimate uh, settings, right? So, mm. and we'll just go with the flow.
0: Yeah, <laughs> we're definitely going with the flow today. <laughs>
1: yeah, yeah. Uh, so, do you want to start? Uh,
0: you... I would love to start. Yeah. So, yeah. Uh, one thing that I really uh, wanted to talk about was the way that, with the way that we communicate, um, how we express ourselves, it all comes from different. Backgrounds, we all have these different stories. And all these different stories actually shape our language and how we communicate these feelings to other people. Um, really great thing is called love languages. There's known as about five of them. Uh, and teaching someone those, I feel, not only in the ways that you best communicate it, but how you best receive it as well is a really huge telltale sign on how what barriers possibly you and your partner might have or etc
1: yeah yeah i love this uh yeah the setting of uh, love languages i think it's uh it's very important, first of all, to discover your own love language because sometimes we, we don't know. And for me, in general, all like relationships, love, different kind of relationships, beginning with relationship to yourself. So until you really give to yourself what you want to receive from others, you can't receive it from others. So that's why for me it's um, very important just to discover, first of all, what is your own love language. And then, if we're talking about this conscious <laughs> communication, it's important to communicate with your partner what is your love language because, yeah, it's not always obvious, right? And uh, mm-hmm. I think it's what is happening a lot is in the very beginning of uh, relationships, or yeah, I don't want just to limit it with the relationship, right? So, yeah, sure. all, you
0: know, yeah. Family,
1: yeah, yeah, we, we first of all, we But if we talk about intimate, right, love, uh, in the beginning it's all this, uh, uh, we are meeting and it's a honeymoon period and we don't necessarily... pay lots of attention to that and maybe we don't need it so much because our hormones are pretty <laughs> high and they're running we...
0: all over each other
1: yeah <laughs> and then when it stops like after a certain period of time and it's different for different people then like we start feeling oh passion is going away and this is the mm-hmm. moment i think when we really need to start uh, uh, yeah communicate in each other love language and first of all to know our own and communicate with the partner okay this is my love language can mm-hmm. you support me on uh, yeah so that I can uh, have my needs met in our union yeah for
0: sure definitely I remember actually I was very fortunate um a lot of people even my age they don't even know what love languages still are today. And I actually had the chance to learn about it at a summer camp when I was about 14 years old. So mm-hmm. actually knowing what those were when I was actually just even growing up, especially in that phase of like, you know, just starting to get into that love aspect really made me become more conscious and aware of like, what was I doing? But also because I was still living with my family at that point, what 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 uh, what love languages was I adopting from, my surroundings yeah in that certain area too yeah and yeah.
1: what what's about the, the way your love language is
0: yeah my love language so first let's, let's go over the possible five love languages yeah, yeah. let's probably go not them. everyone yeah. knows what they are yeah uh, so the very first one is i'll go in the order of what my 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 list is uh so my very first one is physical touch Kind of obvious. I'm going to be a love and sex coach. Uh, <laughs> it's definitely uh, so, so. something when you are want to express your love to someone or you want to receive that love. Physical touch, maybe a hug, uh, hand on the back, anything like that. Especially if you're with your partner. I love holding hands, and I'm one of those people who never stray away from just like holding on to their arms and stuff. Being a little monkey. Uh, but then the second one is uh about words of affirmation so mm-hmm. if i want to tell you that i appreciate you instead of giving you a pat on the back i'm gonna actually say hey i really appreciate you just using the actual linguistic words um the next one is gonna be quality time i really really appreciate that and pretty simple you're gonna be spending quality time with that person whether it's going grocery shopping with them or just hanging out on the couch just having that one-on-one is really important so the base of how you feel in that relationship and the attention that's on towards you or giving to that other person. Um, And then the other one, there's also the gifts aspect. Um, That's my last one. That one is uh, not only, you don't have to be rich to have this love language. That's why I like to tell everyone because they're like, oh, you just buy people stuff. No, it's actually, if you find something, maybe it's in the dollar store. And you're like, wow, this actually just reminds me of this person, or you made someone something, like a scarf. Uh, it's in these little gifts that you put thought and time into, so how do we do that? And then also the very last one is, I call it access service. Mm-hmm. I don't quite sure what you call it, yeah. No. Um, and that's when you are going to be doing that extra mile for that person. So let's say my intimate partner is, having a lot of time just working, and let's say that their bedroom is really, really messy, I'm probably gonna go in there and actually just clean my room for them. I'm gonna be doing that thing that they have on their mind that they need to do, but I'm just trying to say that, hey, here you go, let me go get you a glass of water just because I want to, so.
1: Yeah, wonderful. (laughs) Yeah. And no. uh, yeah but um as you mentioned like for for people who are listening to us so it's yeah. uh, the big impact on that um uh it's how we have been raised so i believe like if you like touching maybe your parents were very touching yeah. <laughs>
0: yes. my mother my mother is yeah the very first thing whenever i was crying is like
1: go to hug
0: was okay. definitely the number one what about you what's your top love language?
1: Uh Well, my top love language, I believe is uh, quality time
0: quality I just,
1: yeah, I just love this uh, undivided presence and attention and like really quality time, not watching t v together but going cooking yeah. and, and uh, together spending time. Then I think it's uh, words of affirmations. Yeah, words of affirmations, Uh, for sure. (laughs) Yeah, and then it's uh, physical touch. Mm -hmm. Uh, Then I would say it's act and service and then gifts. Yeah. Yeah, thank you. Yeah. And what I have noticed as well, they are changing a little bit. For me, physical touch was not as important before maybe yeah. that is it is right now. It's And I think it's connected, yeah, maybe like when you start exploring your sexuality and everything is becoming more important for you. Mm-hmm. Right? It's, uh, I also
0: feel though, I also feel, because I know for sure, even though physical touch has probably been the mainstay for my entire life, when I was 14, I definitely did not have, access service is actually my second one, if mm-hmm. I really think about it um and i never had that that was actually one of the very bottom things that i did have but i realized how true it is that you're shape you because after i kind of left high school i was entering more into adulthood i had a relationship we really enjoyed our time together and obviously i didn't realize at the time i wasn't conscious of it but i realized he's doing all these different things that i wasn't communicating as love and then soon enough when i was starting to realize oh he's doing these things for me my access service, because that was his main love language, actually rose up to a different level, and so now I actually prioritize that more because I was having this different experience with this person who was actually showing me how this this is how you can actually express love as well.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's why I think it's shifting. It's we are changing. We are shifting. We are, shifting, we are malleable beings, and our yeah, life.
0: malleable <laughs> beings. I love, yes. <laughs> word, but I love that
1: word. <laughs> Yeah, and every relationship has this impact on you, right? So like wow. with a lover, you have learned something and maybe his love language will become um, on like on the top of your list.
0: <laughs> for sure, definitely. And that because, you know, if you are wanting to make a relationship work, it's kind of maybe even at a subconscious sort of level, your body's kind of adjusting to that idea of that's how I receive that feeling and that emotion for myself. Oh, that is what they're doing, and you sense that in yourself
1: yeah 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 and uh for for people like to those who don't know what is their love language and don't know especially what is their partner love language, so how how we can give them an advice, yeah. how to discover yeah, so
0: I always say it's almost as if you're going to give yourself a mini quiz um kind of like one of those magazine things in a way uh there's probably some on the internet but I usually just say sitting down um getting on a piece of paper possibly a pen just saying in possibly in the past week or past month what ways have I shown love to others and what ways have I felt like I've really received love from others maybe there's these certain acts these certain times that you've really felt like this sort of connection with this person and then from there you can actually kind of record that summary of what it is what are those actions and then you can try and place them and file them into those different five categories of what they might be i always try and say whatever tops up the most is kind of probably what you're more attracted to or uh feeling for for me it was just easy just to know yeah i definitely know i need a hug whenever i'm wanting some love or anything so it was kind of just for me just even knowing that that's exactly what makes me feel better uh, or feel connected to a person. I already kind of had a
1: tally set up from the get go. Mm, okay. Yeah. So, yeah. 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 Wonderful. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. It's
0: a cool exercise. Definitely a good self awareness activity. Um, in terms of telling your partner or figuring out what your other partner's love languages, that is always, I feel, the simplest way just talking with them about it. Um, I always feel like it's a really cool topic to talk about. It's not a difficult discussion at all, right? We're just saying, how how are we best going to show each other how much we love each other, which I think is Uh just ultimately super cool and supportive. Um, And so, yeah, even just like saying, I think the biggest thing is becoming aware that there are love languages uh, and also like having your partner become aware as well, having them start to think out, okay, so what do I do? You kind of also see the blind spots of people in a sense of if you feel like you're not getting this sort of same page way of connecting with your partner and you're feeling like you're actually kind of having a more difficult time, I would start seeing what sort of ways do they feel like they're missing from you. And what ways do you feel like you're missing from them? Um, And in that sort of aspect, you can say, okay, so what are those holes that we need to fill with ourselves? And so like, what love language does that apply
1: to? Mm. Yeah. Yeah, wonderful, yeah. Yeah, I love it. Like communication is a very big topic for me in relationships and I have been, struggling with that a lot because yeah i think it comes with time to learn how to communicate it properly and i believe it's one of the biggest reasons we don't know how to love each other well right for sure yeah and it's great and i think for for communication piece just it's it's important to set up time for that if you want even to discuss this love language it's like yeah don't come up with all of a sudden oh what is your love language when uh, your partner mm-hmm. is in the middle of somewhere, right? Doing yeah, something.
0: definitely. Yeah, just, just calling to... him up on the phone casually. It's not <laughs> yeah. not not like that for sure. I'm in the middle of the meeting.
1: <laughs> I need you to know your of... language. <laughs> yes, <laughs> and uh, but how I have noticed as well, just to have some clues of how to discover your partner love language is uh, two things. It's first of all what they are trying to give to you, for example, if they give you presents, yeah, most probably sure. it's their love language, right, mm-hmm, because we want to it and as well what they complain about, it's like, yeah, if you're not hugging me, or yeah, can you do that? What's that
0: pull there?
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah,
0: for sure, yeah, I definitely also, th- I also think, yeah, the, the mere reflection, key point is probably the biggest like just start actually being aware of what your partner's activities are doing when you can see that they're trying to connect with you just be aware what are their actions what are their what are they saying what are they not saying that sort of
1: thing yeah 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 and then i think uh, um, it's important as well like uh, prioritize it and uh, like set up some create some actions that you can take on a weekly basis to give each other the, the, the uh, love that they need, right? In their yeah. life. And it requires, like, you are taking responsibility for, for doing that as well, because uh, mm-hmm. in lots of, uh, in many times, uh, we just are expecting that our partner will give it to us, right? Without giving Ooh. it. <laughs> we think it's so easy. We try to yeah.
0: so easy, yeah. The expectations are always just an automatic assumption because we don't really know what their experience is of us and we already just kind of assume that is what they're going for. Yeah. Yeah. yeah I, I also it. feel like, uh, yeah, with that with that idea, I feel like uh, when we do talk about love languages with them and we do have to have that sit-down discussion with them, it also is a chance to say, you know, if you have a more lower, like when you are saying what your needs are, uh, maybe have a list or a mental list of, okay, so if I am physical touch, what are my things that I actually do need a lot of to make sure I am feeling loved in this relationship? Because I'm not going to, they're not going to be able to guess what my needs are unless I tell them, yeah. like you said, open and honest communication. And so even having a list for me, I always love having a hug. I like having a cuddle in the morning and I always want to have a kiss goodbye. And like, that's one of those things that are always just like a mainstay thing for me. If those things don't happen, I'm probably going to feel a little bit more insecure or there's going to be something that I feeling of, wait a minute, is there something off with us? You know, Mm -hmm. while with them, they probably have not, didn't even think twice about it, you know, when they left in the morning, you know, to go to work. So definitely kind of see that. I'm curious with your uh with your priority of being quality time, how do you see that being shifted in society? Cause you know, we're always on our phones nowadays, mm. things like that. How do you see that being prioritized? Do you prioritize that more because of the way we are today, you know, on media and stuff like that?
1: Yes. And when yeah. we, I am with somebody, really I hate when somebody is playing with their phones for me it's like it's showing disrespect and I'm like okay do you really want to be with your phone or you want to be with with me and I think yeah that that's why for me like if I'm with a person I want just to sit face and face and to talk with them yeah and I think we're spending so much time and not only like be in intimate relationship but in general with your friends with your family when you're in your phone all the time, social media. Yeah. It's, it's not a quality time. Ah,
0: definitely. I also feel like, uh, yeah, it definitely, it definitely can be a a shift because I, I am seeing a partner right now and they run a business. So they're always, they're always on their phone. So, but I also know to realize, I'm like, okay, I have, I do have this, like, I do have the quality time aspect. And they are with me when they are with me, but also I realize I'm like, okay, but I also have to be very conscious that they are also doing their job. It's not like they're on their phone, having this quality time with other people in the sense of that I am being in second place of being present with them. So yeah. there's also that like, you get to be very conscious, of okay, so how much what is how much quality time can we give to them or how much acts of service can we give? How many words of affirmation can that person really give to you or how much can you supply it for yourself
1: yeah as well. and I love what you mentioned just to know for yourself what does it mean for you this quality time because usually when you just asked me I'm like okay I don't like this but I can't even tell you straight away yeah, <laughs> okay, yeah. the quality time I need and yeah I think it's important for yourself just to to know what it is really quality time for you and then communicate because nobody can be your mind reader <laughs> this is yeah exactly yeah. exactly yeah. also
0: like um with these sort of love languages i feel like even in more like an intimate sexual setting you can even mm. apply uh these sort of things so for well physical touch is also pretty obvious in that sort yeah. of sense but in terms of words of affirmation you know saying something maybe it's a sexy little something to your sweetheart or during playtime or you're also just telling them how beautiful you think they are and just really enjoying them in that experience with your words or even in the quality time aspect maybe some people feel like they really need to be present with that person in that moment so maybe lots of eye contact you know all yeah. those sort of things it's very much like of a deep I'm with you with you here right now I feel like with the gifts, you know, you probably could buy them some nice little fancy underwear or (laughs) sex toys, you know, that probably would also be very much. So thinking about you, you know, during this. uh, And then also, what's the last one? Access service. I feel like that's, you know, I'm wanting, I wanting to do something for you during this time of being intimate together. So Mm -hmm. Let me do something that you really like in bed. You know, you don't have to do anything. You just sit back. You enjoy. You watch. You do your thing. Uh, and then, yeah, physical touch would probably be the means. Yeah, I not mean, sort of course
1: of sense, but yeah. And I think it's important as well, like in, in sex, to know what what you need as your love language because it might be a bit different than I think in like love language in uh, in just like in the relationships with your families, regular friendships, (laughs) things like that, for sure. Yeah, yeah. And very important to communicate your desires. And I think it's maybe more tricky to communicate it in sex than just in the relationship, because yeah, people, lots of people still are, have some resistance to communicate it but yeah. it's so, yeah, it's so, so important, and yeah, okay, what do you need, and, and do it in a fun way, you know, like, yeah. <laughs> so some... it's like, it's supposed to be a fun thing, yeah, like we're doing, you know, <laughs> how yeah. do we
0: make this better for ourselves,
1: yeah, 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 and, uh, and all that, <laughs> when, when you just mentioned, um, all these languages in sex, I think I was just thinking, and I'm like, oh, I need all of them. (laughs) (laughs) I need all of them. Yeah.
0: yeah. You're very well-rounded in that area. (laughs) Yeah. yeah. (laughs) I know, I definitely, because that thought actually didn't come to me to actually place it into that intimate setting of Mm -hmm. sexuality until a couple months ago when I was thinking, hey, I... I I was like, during one encounter, I was like, I wasn't feeling very loved in that moment. And like, why, why was that? Um, For me, physical touch is really huge. And for me, I love it when people just explore my whole body. I love being just touched and even afterwards, cuddles, aftercare, all that sort of thing. But they didn't do that. And so I totally realized, I was like, if there's not enough like skin on skin contact, I don't feel like it was
1: enough for me in that fulfilling sense of connecting with another person yeah 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 and that's why do you want to go a little bit to this direction of polarity uh yeah let's do it and i it's like yeah (laughs) moving As, as i mentioned like polarity for me it's not necessarily gender specific also I associate myself with a feminine core but uh, yeah like just to tell people who might not be know about that everybody has his inner feminine and inner masculine inside of them but when it comes to uh, creating polarity and creating this uh, passion in our relationships we we need to have this polarity when one drops into his uh um, feminine and Mm -hmm. relaxes his, uh, masculine Masculine. and vice versa.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I always, I always kind of think of it as a, um, like a, the the scale, you Mm -hmm. know, like whatever, whatever you're lessening, the other person is kind of taking up and it's just taking up and taking breath of each other's space and what you, what energy you're exuding in that moment. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Yeah. And I think it's, um, expressing the love it's uh, then it's you can express and through giving this gift of masculine and feminine for each to each other because then it's great this uh, passion between us right mm-hmm. and if we are talking about uh, uh masculine gifts and one more time like you can play to play with your partner right one day mm-hmm. you are uh, more in masculine role and he can be in feminine or and wife or she mm-hmm. uh, and um uh, yeah, but uh, I think, like, it's, uh, it's still you have your core, whatever it is, and where you would like to drop most of the time, right? Yeah. Uh, sure. Yeah,
0: so... I almost think it's, uh, like, one person who um, I talked to, they identified as queer, and so what they actually had was the feminine and the masculine. They said even to take it even to a bigger idea in the sense of, uh, since our language is so limited. So when, we know, when someone says masculine, we kind of already have this idea of like what a masculine is defined mm-hmm. as, and then we already have an idea of what feminine is defined as. So they're like, okay, so what qualities, though, in masculinity, or what you say as masculinity, is what you attribute, and like what qualities in femininity, what mm-hmm. we call femininity, is attributed to this. And so what characteristics do we play on this end, and what characteristics do we play on this end? I thought that was super cool in the sense of what self-awareness activities do we think of femininity and masculinity? Yeah. What are our polarity? What do we think is polarity? And
1: yeah. Yeah. Yeah, and uh, oh, do you want to talk about these characteristics now? Yeah, or?
0: yeah. Um, and yeah. then just, uh, I feel like uh, when we do, but when we do drop into the polarity, of it I totally see that like in some of my past relationships I definitely was more of what you would say the masculine type at least you had to say some more um we usually sometimes say for me I'm very much influenced in the kink and BDSM scene so I kind of just say the dominant sort of anything that's why I more like to talk about it as instead of masculine feminine it's so more the dominant and then there's the other person who's more submissive but other relationships I've totally been switched into you know i i'd like to be more taken care of by them and i end up giving a little bit more of my power into their control but i also totally trust them with it and they have that responsibility of having that dominant control over me
1: yeah 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 and, uh, and for me towards a changing you know like and just to yeah. give people some idea like what yeah for sure, it, definitely there's so many different ways this can happen yeah yeah Yeah. masculine in ours it's this like being disciplined being dominant leading Mm -hmm. being an integrity being strong um and feminine it's all this ever-changing energy it's flow it's uh, intuition it's being soft and the thing is that we need boards during our, like on daily activities. It's like, i have a lot in my masculine. Like when you are working on your business, like you are so much into your masculine and you need your discipline and all this kind of things. Mm-hmm. But then, you know, like before I was afraid of dropping into my feminine, to be honest, because, uh, well, I don't, I, I was not trusting, I think enough. And I was... Yeah, I always, before I was always telling, telling like, oh, I don't need anybody. I, I want to be independent, you know? And then okay. I noticed it's so, I, I don't want anymore.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I want to depend on someone a little bit, you know?
1: <laughs> yeah, not even like just to, yeah, because it's, it's so beautiful when you can uh, drop so and you can surrender. And of course you need the person whom you can trust. Trust
0: and you know they'll have, yeah. You'll have your back in those moments, for sure. Yes.
1: Definitely. Yeah. So it it can change, I think, during our lifetime, when mm-hmm. you're born into your masculine and feminine. But in general, when we are talking about like uh, uh, sex, sex, so yep. like ma- masculine, it's how I see it. It's like he's a container. It's this nothingness. It's a container, mm-hmm. strong, like consciousness which is called in this container for the feminine energy, right? And feminine energy is ever changing. So he's leading and she's flowing.
0: Yeah, she's (laughs) flowing with
1: it. Yeah, yeah, definitely.
0: That's super cool in sense of, do you think there's ever a polarity in love languages? You know, like, is there one thing that one person would have that they think is completely opposite of, Like let's say one is physical touch and one is gifts. Like how do we like that's pretty polar opposite in the sense of one's being very open, I think, receiving and the other person's being a little bit more direct uh, with how they give their how they give their love, things like that. Hugh, how do you what are your thoughts on that?
1: I think receiving it's feminine. It's receiving is feminine. Yeah, receiving it's like if you imagine sex is receiving, yeah, I yeah, know, receiving masculine is yeah. so that's why mm-hmm. I think if it's your receiving presence, you're more in your feminine and your partner is more in your uh, in his masculine, his, his yeah, partner. definitely, yeah. And it's like I i love this um, energy, the feminine, masculine, it's so much like you can play so much around them in your life, like it's everywhere, it's everywhere. This it uh, feminine, masculine, yeah.
0: For me, like, I definitely um, identify as a femme, but I definitely feel like I carry a masculine. I kind of say it's more of an alpha energy about me. And I love tapping into it at certain points. And I realize even just in relationships, it sometimes depends on how it's constructed, you know, like there's different ways of how relationships go. Um, It's an even keel, you know, you can tap into that energy uh, during sex if you want one day, maybe. But Also, I feel like it's very much of a process of, unless you and your partner have a common wavelength of what that is, like talk about it before. Because if we want to make sure that if you're going to be trying to go into that other polar opposite of what you usually are used to, Mm -hmm. that they're actually going to be switching themselves too. You know, guys are not going to be fighting for one end of things.
1: Yeah, yeah. Because then there is no this. If you're both are trying to be, dominant <laughs> mm-hmm. and I don't think it's going to be work it doesn't work I've, I've, yeah, done, I've tried
0: it before it doesn't work it's tried and tested yeah. so,
1: and yeah. I think like um being in the feminine uh like feminine life love to be opened and ravished yeah. and I love it but I think lots of women they're just afraid of asking that you know like yeah yeah like, ravish? hard to have that yeah, <laughs> yeah. um
0: Especially when you have, you know, a lover who is very soft and you're like, I actually kind of want to be roughed up a little bit, you know? Like, I want to kind of have that, like, vivacious, uh, I like to call it animalistic energy. just because yeah. want animals. Um And so, just even having that, it's like, how are you, in, like, in what state are you giving up that position for yourself, though? So it's kind of like, so I know you want that to happen, but what moves are you making on your part to have them help them switch over into that different area of whether it's the masculine or the feminine or dominant, submissive, whatever you want to call it.
1: Yeah, I I think it is very important to communicate your desires, but in this, you know, like in a funny way, not like. Oh, I'm missing that, you know, because then yeah. the other person can interpret it as, uh, oh, it's like, yeah, I'm not good enough for you, or something like yeah, that. Yeah, yeah. But it's more like, okay, I have, I, I have this desire, and uh, I want to explore it with you. Would you like to explore it with me? You know, so in a very one more time, like curious and this uh, fun way, you know, and mm-hmm. uh, and maybe he will or she will <laughs> uh, uh, yeah. tell you like no in the beginning and you need to own it as well, right? Mm-hmm. But it's actually, if, if the, your partner is saying no, it's not necessarily means no. It's just you already planned the seed, and maybe later mm-hmm. on they will think about it and they will come back with you. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> with for sure. It. So,
0: it's like you can, there's never a problem with asking and also just being like, hey, I actually really want to try this out. I can totally understand how scary and daunting it could be for a lot of people because yeah, it's not really something that a lot of people are taught to talk about or taught to actually just basically just figure it out on our own while we're coincidingly trying to figure it out together, naked in a bed, but we don't really know how to communicate yeah. with each other about it. So,
1: yeah. And if talking about, um, sexual intimacy, like what is today is important important for you so that your partner does and for you it means love
0: (laughs) what does my partner do and it (laughs) means love, sexual intimacy
1: yeah so
0: for me i am definitely like i said i'm into more of the the kink scene so um i have a partner who i'm definitely i like to be a sub i'm more of a submissive Mm -hmm. dive into the feminine as what you like to describe it as um and so for me uh my main thing is showing me if they love me is kind of roughing me up a little bit. And I think it's kind of strange in the sense of some people will think, but why, why do you think that's love in that sense? It's because I am actually being kind of submitted in this moment to them. And I also have to do absolutely nothing. So that's the thing. It's like, I am absolutely in their own will. I mean, taking care of in their own hands and also just having actually my, and also having really, really awesome uh, spine kisses. Cause my back's super sensitive for some reason. So I think that's like a, my main physical touch love language in sex is spine kisses after an orgasm or something just makes me just be totally in that love state um, and just shivers everywhere. It's great. Wow. I love yeah, it. Yeah. It's so, it's, like a refill. <laughs> I love yeah. it. <laughs> yeah. What about, you? what about
1: you? Well, for me, there are a few things, I believe. Uh, first of all, um, yeah, for me presence is very important, you know, yeah. and uh, I like, uh, eye gazing and, uh, yeah, all these kind of things. And at the same time, I like, Variety and yeah. I like the kinky style as well. But for me, it's very important, you know, there is always a difference. What is the intention behind? And if it's the intention cool. is love, like deep love, and this fun, and yeah, yeah. then I, I really love it. I really love it. Mm. <laughs> and as well, like uh, after sex care is very important for me. So it's like when somebody can cuddle with you and hug you, and I think it's for lots of. Uh, Uh, women who associate themselves with uh, feminine essence it's it's important Mm -hmm. because we yeah we carry this uh, collective wound of being I don't know abandoned yeah a lot of women though that's why we love uh, to be cuddled and i think it's it's going as well ah, i don't remember who told that but for women it's uh, they need to restore a hormone uh, i don't remember i will not say exactly we yeah, for sure
0: oh uh,
1: and for that they need cuddling but for men it's an opposite if we're talking men or women mm. uh, because for men they need to rest so <laughs> they, that's right <laughs> yeah
0: yeah if we're, if we're going to look at the very biology of things for sure the rest period for People with a male anatomy is definitely needed for them. Um, people people with vaginas, they can pretty much keep going whenever they want to, yeah. sure. I think also, um, I talk about this sometimes in my sexuality empowerment workshops I do for friends, but we also have a thing where we suffer, we can suffer from hoist-coital uh, depression. And so it basically is like after sex, we actually don't feel very unfulfilled almost in a regretting sort of aspect. And they say it is because either, also like the orgasm gap that does exist in the world between fems and masculine male identified, but also there is like not very much love that happens after sex sometimes, especially in a hookup culture aspect. So how do we get that love from even those sort of uh, times with those people as well as super important?
1: yeah yeah totally it's not necessarily like relationships but how you can create this connection with somebody you are just meeting a couple of times right if it's your uh, choice and it's one more time like we are all people and you can create it i i really believe that you can create it and for okay, some okay. people i know for myself i need more time to feel safe and to open up with just me and i just own my truth but but still you know like i think all this uh, Modern hookups, when you yeah, when you don't see each other, don't communicate. Lots of women they feel what you described is being Mm -hmm. yeah, i don't know how.
0: I always try and tell people, I'm like, you know what? There's nothing wrong, and you have every right to ask for a cuddle session yeah sex. You have every right, and if they don't want to do it, you probably don't want to have sex with them then, because they're not going to be your type of person who's going to be sharing that sort of intimacy with you that you want. So
1: yeah yeah yeah
0: super (laughs) cool yeah yeah I just also the love languages can definitely be expressed in those hookups or those one night stand evenings too I think which is also really really cool we can express them no matter in what sort of relationship we do have as long as we're conscious of what they are I feel yeah
1: yeah when it's your choice it's not like when you just do it because yeah lots of yeah. people just do it as a lazy type of sex i think you know yeah. <laughs> you're just friendly
0: exactly. yeah
1: <laughs> but when you do it from the play from a different place from the conscious place yeah you yeah. You, you can create it yeah definitely. yeah
0: i also really love what you said earlier about you know i also need to know what their intention is when it becomes you know if i'm dismissive mm-hmm. in bed and i think that's huge there's so many different people out there like in my own experiences hearing stories and just in the psychology of it of if you are going to be in that dominant position there's some people who are doing it for purely the control and there's some people who are doing it for the connection and so it's what what people are you like involving yourself with in that aspect because there's a huge difference of feeling taken care of during it while, while being roughed up. And there's also being just purely roughed up, but you're not being taken care of. And that's also really defines the difference between BDSM and abuse, If there's no aftercare, no actual yeah. really investment in what the other person is feeling and how they're enjoying themselves.
1: Yeah, and I, I think it's very difficult then to open up if uh, you feel off, like that the, the intention of the person doesn't feel okay. <laughs>
0: It's automatically like your body just knows. It's like that kind yeah. feeling. It just seizes up a little bit. It's your inner mama bear, you know, just starting yeah. to growl.
1: Yeah, and uh, one more thing to it, like what I what I love, and actually I have discovered it uh, recently. It's about um, uh, like touching the heart and kissing this area because I think for women oh. it's very connected to their uh, th- to your sex organs, right? So, okay. and that's why, yeah. It feels so good when somebody is kissing you and touching that it's how you, I think you're op- you can open more your body. So this is for me the act of love as well.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I definitely feel like mapping the body wherever you even like the different chakras and everything, you know, mapping the body in that area, even going to my partners who are male identified whenever I kiss them in that area, that's also a really huge opening up yeah. place for them too. You see how much people kind of hold it tight uh, within themselves yeah
1: yes. yeah okay yeah so we need to wrap up it now right yeah we need to wrap up okay. yeah okay wow it was really wonderful talking to you thank yeah. you for sharing your thank you some your love languages and yeah
0: yeah it was so nice i loved how we actually got to discover the ways of love languages and how they're polarized but also how to express them in not only a feminine masculine, but also you can do it in other words as well. How to translate that. So dominant submission, like we were talking about earlier. Yeah. How that was really cool.
1: Yeah. And just to, to finish as well, can you uh share where people can find you? Yeah, definitely.
0: Um, so I provide free sex topics education content on Instagram. It's Femforth, F-E-M-M-E-F-O-R-T-H. And you can find me also on Facebook and also do weekly YouTube videos, which are also super sweet. So you can also find me there as Fem Wow. Everywhere Stemforth.
1: Yeah. <laughs> Just Google me. <laughs> That's it. Wonderful, wonderful. Yeah. Thank you so much. <laughs> yeah, and maybe we can do another time on another. Yeah,
0: I really enjoyed our discussion. So I would love that. Absolutely. For sure. Okay. Thank you okay Hi Anna. that
1: was it for today thank you for listening to this episode if you enjoyed it please subscribe for this podcast or share it with someone you believe can benefit from it my mission is to remind you about the light and greatness you have been born with and help you reconnect with your own sense of self-worth, self-love, delight, and pleasure. If you have a moment, I would be so grateful if you could leave a review on your favorite podcast app.